It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. We are still stuck at home watching movies on tiny screens. Mine is only 77 inches. We also have to make our own popcorn. It is a sad, sad situation, but I digress. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Oh, we're going to rage on all right. It's time for a quick rage out to thank James, currently our only member subscriber. And yes, you too can be a member of the Film Rage community by joining at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get a special episode and content only for members and only only for the members and even annual members get even a special prize along with all members that sign up we'll get a limited edition film rage merch item which is limited edition and only for members if you can't commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a film. Lastly, make sure to go on our merch site because guess what? Shit's on sale right now, up to 35% off. You can support your local favorite podcast, Film Rage, uh, on Tee Public, And we're also now on Redbubble, both with unique products. So that's exciting stuff. Now, we've got a promo for our other Canadian bros from other hoes that talk about sports stuff. Let's do it. Welcome to Scotch and Sports. We're your weekly sports podcast. You got hosts Mike, Gertie, Suds, and we're bringing you all the best in the world of sports. I'm drunk. We're going to bring you the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, and sometimes we can ask questions on Twitter. We'll even bring you some rugby and some cricket, even though we have no idea what the hell we're talking about. Still drunk. So tune in weekly. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean. If your ears can hear it, we'll be there. I love those guys. All right. It's such an awesome podcast. So people, if you do not know them, check them out. Scotch and sports. Search it everywhere. Let's dance. Stream and 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 what? We are streaming, Jim. All right. So this week we streamed a whole schwack of stuff. This is a pretty pretty big episode. I think we're going to talk about 900 movies this episode. Give or take. What? All right, but we are going to start with a doozy, a humdinger. <laughs> it's a doozy. It's a doozy. It is no. Wait, wait, wait. Before, yes. wait, before you start. Okay. 
What's the name of our podcast again? Just is, so the listeners can be sure they're listening to the right place. It is called Film Rage. And I have a feeling yes. you're going to get a little bit of it right now. <laughs> ah, so on Prime right now, you can stream coming to, that's the number two, coming to America. <sighs> coming to America, emphasis on the two, as this is the long-awaited sequel by nobody at Film Rage, except maybe Murray. It is over 30 years after we were first introduced to Prince Akeem and the Kingdom of Zamunda. Sadly, in 30 years, nothing has changed. Amazingly enough, this sequel was worse than the first Coming to America, which is no easy feat. It literally just brought back all the same characters with all the exact same failed attempts at humor. I do not get these movies at all. Within the first 10 minutes, it is obviously obvious what the ending is going to be. Of course, the now sexist King Akeem, who was totally the opposite before, so I don't know how, how, what happened to him in the meantime, but totally sexist now, will realize by the end that his, the heir to his throne should be his eldest daughter and not the bastard son he spawned on his trip to America 30 years ago. Dumb premise, tired jokes, and Eddie Murphy playing multiple roles along with Arsenio Hall make for an excruciating experience. I still cannot believe this was worse than the first one. This was a rage. Oh my God, dude. That is a two. Number uh, two. Two. It sure was. <laughs> I know. Like, did they come up with the best title for that movie? Like, was yeah. that intentional? They knew it was going to be They knew it was going to be awful. Like, this Murphy. is totally number two. Did, did Eddie Murphy actually go, okay, you know what we need to call this? Number two. Yeah. yeah. Let's put the big two right there. Coming to America. Yes. Well, there was some things I did like about this. Really? Uh, yeah, I like to see Wesley Snipes. I love him. He's awesome. Mm. Not in this movie. No. Uh, I like Leslie Jones. I think she's fucking hilarious. Not but in this movie. Not, not in this movie. Uh, I love Tracy Morgan. Yes! Uh, but not in this movie. No! Uh, and I'm sorry, they had Kunta Kinte himself. John Amos was in this movie. Mm -hmm. But I, did, I love him. But not in this movie. No. Uh, salt and Peppa? Come on, where'd they pull them out of from? Where's Salt and Peppa been the last 30 years? <laughs> They've been waiting for this to come out. Yeah, every single thing about this movie was number two. Yeah. Uh, sequel, tick. Multiple characters played by the same actors, tick. Not funny, tick. Uh, love story, tick. Uh, and why the fuck did they make this? Nothing about this was good. Yeah, I got nothing really more to say. It's a rage. It's so bad. <laughs> this It was predictable and exactly what I thought it was going to be. And not really funny. Like, nothing was funny. If, if you can put Tracy Morgan in a movie and still not make me laugh, that's, a, that's unbelievable. Because that's a feat. That's the one thing. When I'm watching the opening credits and it said Tracy Morgan, I'm like, okay, at least there's going to be a few laughs in this. Nope, they managed to make Tracy Morgan not funny, and that didn't seem possible before this. That that's not a that's not a feat possible. It's he's funny just to look at him most yep. times. Like he could just be sitting there, and it's like Tracy Morgan pops on the screen, and you're just like, <laughs> exactly. 
but he wasn't even funny. Not even to look at. It's like, like what's what going is, on? This was literally, you know what? I don't want to say it because no, nine lives is still worse than this. But this is really terrible. It it's, is. It is truly, truly yeah, a terrible, it a, terrible. It was movie. atrocious. And I, I, the the whole reason we watched this is because I wanted to get you back for making me watch Coming to America. So I was like, okay, we're we're watching this because you know what. <laughs> Little did I know that, you know, I don't know why I would do it because it means I have to watch it too. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like when you, when you punish me, you yeah, only punish exactly. yourself. Exactly. So the, the joke's on me <laughs> once again. Uh, yeah, this was, this was God awful. And uh, yeah, just don't watch it. I, I actually, yeah. I have talked to three people in the last week, you know, week or so that have said that they started to watch it, but like. 10 minutes in, they couldn't even do it anymore. They just had to turn it off. And I wish I could have done that, but I suffered through right to the bitter Alas, end. Alas, we put it on the list, so we got to watch that's it. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough about coming to America. Uh, yep. Let's move on to uh, something uh, maybe lucky. better. Yeah. We saw Lucky. We did. So, a suburban hey, woman. Hey, where's fights. Lucky Play? Where's Lucky Play? Oh, Where, Lucky's on Shudder. Dum, dum. Yes. Dum, dum. Uh, so a suburban woman fights to be believed as she finds herself stalked by a threatening figure who returns to her house night after night. Then when she can't get help from those around her, she is forced to take matters into her own hands. Yeah. Dum dum. Dum dum. Director. <laughs> it's kind of like it fit. Kind of looked, felt like it fit there. Uh, Natasha Kermani. Yes. Written by Bria Grant and stars. It's Bria Grant, Hunter C. Smith, and Christina Kleb. Kleb? Klebby? Mm. Klebosi? Klebyshine? What's one of those? <laughs> okay. Maybe? Maybe. So, first off, the music is erratic and choppy, but very well done. The story starts out and has a real weird feel right from the beginning, almost like it's a dreamlike state and continues to escalate in a confused state where we, the audience, are as confused as our female lead. I like the suspense of the murderer showing up all the times. And the feeling of her descending into madness. Not sure I liked some of the too many unanswered questions the film had. Like the husband leaving in the first place. And the fact that it appears this had been going on for a while. But that she didn't remember it at first. And then through the film, she now remembers all the time, every night. Still not sure what the reason or why it all happened, but I'm okay with that. Good. Uh, even her kid that just kind of shows up once or twice and then he doesn't show up again. Uh, it kind of made me go, what? Huh? Uh, I like the concept. Felt that it had too many things that were not completely finished or maybe not realized. Took away from the film a little bit. And the fact that she only takes the guy's mask off at the end for the big reveal gets a happy death day adjacent meh. Huh. Well, sir. I mean, it had lots of ladies who kick ass and punch dicks. I was liking that. Hmm. 
Lucky had me early on as I was trying to figure out exactly what the heck I was watching. Both me and our main character may try to figure out the events transpiring around her. There is an absurdist comic atmosphere within this movie meshed with some pretty heavy topics such as violence against women, isolation and presumed gender roles. The way the comedy was meshed with the horror, which was meshed with the ultimate message of the story, was very well done. This uses the loop concept that really should have worn tired by now, but always seems to be fairly effective. I mean, we just saw it with uh, yeah, yeah, Andy Samberg. The other from, one. Uh, yep. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. That's it. Thank you. Yep. Um, this device is delivered in a fresh way once again as May defeats her tormentor, only to have him return the next night over and over again. Shudder has once again continued in its tradition of either us giving us total crap or thought-provoking stellar films such as this. I feel lucky to have experienced lucky. I thought it was Mondo. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't love all of it, but I liked a lot of it. I loved it. I'm glad you did. It was excellent. I, I got a few things to unpack, though. Yes. So the husband leaves kind yep. of near the beginning of the film. I know. Thank goodness um, he was annoying. Yeah, he was annoying. And yeah, <laughs> okay, that's one of the marks against it. Uh, did anything truly get answered at the end? No. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm, I normally don't need all the answers. That's not really. Um, and what happened to the creepy little fucker? Like what happened? Like what was, what was his purpose to be there? It kind of just kept bothering me. I'm like, okay, so the kid shows up once, but it it just, it was kind of like, okay, like, that's the the scene when, the scene where, you know what, it's Mondo for, for just that scene where she's in the kitchen and she gets questioned by like 17 different people and they're all kind of all surrounding her and they're all asking her questions. That's like the greatest scene ever. It was, was a great scene. Just, it was a great scene. I there, there were so, so many there of the, a, there were so many of those scenes and I was so entertained that But there was to me there was also so many scenes where it kind of took away from those great no, like, I couldn't give it a full it, it no. wasn't a full mondo for me mostly because there was these other pieces that were digging away at me and it wasn't like I could get over one of them because there was a lot of great in this movie. Mm. There was a lot of great. I'm hundred percent understand why you bought into this, this world. That there was so created. much great that the, the problems you, you have with it. I didn't care. Cause there was, everything yeah, else was see, so spectacular. It's, it's, it's funny though. Like, you know, I, it, I, I like it. You know what? This is gives me hope for you in general, because normally it's you that finds one thing wrong with a movie and it moves it from a mondo to a rage. But at least, you know what? I'm happy that you you could get past those and give this a mondo. I'm super happy for I it. Didn't care. I, I was having too good a time because there was because there was too many of them in the movie that just was okay. It started at an eleven. You knew it was going to start at eleven. It had ladies who kick ass and punch dicks. That's the rating it starts with. And then just little things chipped away at it. And then once it gets to a certain level and it, it there's too many chips, it just can't get back there. It's just So, uh, yeah, I mean, I loved it, but I didn't love it all the way through it. So, uh, well, that's all right. Still worth checking yeah. out. And yeah, you know it's, what? it's another reason you should see this. And as I say, I, I, I like to pump shutters tires for some reason because they've got so much good stuff. Um, yeah, and this this you know this is so worth watching. Um, as I, I say, agree. 
They're uh, they're it's it's a, it's a great platform. I I really like Shutter. It's worth it. I it agree. Is. But it's a map. All right. So from there, we are going to move on to an award winner. What? Yeah. All right. So Minari from 2020 is now on video on demand. Uh, Minari is a film about a Korean family that starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas. This was the winner of the Golden Globe for Best Foreign Language Film. The film covers a variety of topics that include family, the immigrant experience, religion, racism, culture clashes, assimilation, and independence. The film feels genuine with its portrayal of its characters, developing all of them to the point that we get to know them all at their best and at their worst. I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Will Patton as he shows up in this film and does what he does. He is one of the best character actors out there and his performance as the Jesus-praising Christian farmer Paul lives up to his reputation. Some might say Mm -hmm. Will Patton is mesmerizing, but we'll talk about that later. Yu Jung-yoon as the grandma was also very, very good in this. Her scenes with the kids are extremely well executed. She managed to make me laugh, infuriate me, roll my eyes, and basically she got the response she was going for out of me every time she was on the screen. Every time. Yeah. Every time. She is amazing. Uh, this was a nice, evenly paced snapshot of the American dream when things don't quite go to plan. This movie was genuine, and when it was over, I thought it was pretty good. But in the days that followed, the film stayed with me, and now I'm inclined to think that it was actually better than pretty good. It, it was, was Mondo. Mondo. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so we got this off video on demand, too, by the way. We VOD, baby. This baby. Yeah, we had to I pay money. $20 bill. I think it was twenty dollar bill. I don't know. I, I think I it was twenty dollar bill. I love it when you've got so much money you don't even care what you're doing with your money. It's like, oh whatever. I want to see a movie. I want to spend all this money. So good. So uh, <laughs> dollar bill, dollar bill. Uh, Steve Ewan. Okay, so I noticed you didn't mention Steve Ewan. Yeah, he was once. fine. He, I love Steve Ewan, and mostly because I love him as an actor in everything I've seen him in, and I just think he's he's on a roll now. Like well, he's. By the way, before you go on, was he the guy from that that sort of horror movie in the office? The, yeah. But okay, yeah, that's the same man. guy. Wow. Yep, there's, that's there's him. Polar that's opposite movies, third. eh? Well, yeah, and he's he's a big character. Like I know you don't really watch the the whole. Um, TV thing, but he's like a huge character in The Walking Dead. He's oh, also he? in in Okja, which is really where he kind of got his big. I big love start. I, I love that movie. That, that yeah, and Okja he's awesome. he's brilliant in that. So yeah, I mean everything Steve Ewan is motherfucking brilliant, yo. Uh, so finally, we get a North American story told in another language. Okay. Well, maybe not finally, because there is a few that come out there that have been happening, and f- a little bit more than a few. Uh, I think last year there was a Chinese film that was made that was also an American-made film that was a foreign language film. Um, <clears throat> but I love the stories that brings culture together 
And seeing this Korean family trying to navigate American sensibilities and customs was so refreshing. And the humor that grandma adds to the story is just amazing. The characters are so well-developed, and yeah. I mean so well-developed, and beautifully written. The plot and direction is so well done, and every subplot and storyline was so interwoven into this great film. This is the new American cinema, stories of real Americans slash Canadians, and the dreams and hardships that bring the truth of what America slash Canada is, except... This one is made with kimchi and minari. Huh, what do you know? Uh, a modern day glimpse of the grapes of wrath, uh, but with more heart. I'm not a big fan of the book Grapes of Wrath. Hopefully all of our literary friends don't go, what? But yeah, I'm not a super big fan of that, but I really felt the, the essence that Grapes of Wrath brings to this film. Uh, <clears throat> not even to copious amounts of creepy little fuckers in this film could upset me as they were part of the 3% that I actually do not despise that were in this film. They were fantastic. Yep. This movie was heartwarming and powerful and it was a motherfucking hot and tasty kimchi drenched Mondo. Favorite line and I've got two. You like grandma, hey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, or... Or the ever possible, ever popular one, which she likes to pull out at the most embarrassing times, penis is broken. <laughs> yes. This movie was so good. It was. So, so good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you came around and gave it the mondo it deserves because it was very, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, thought, this is just the right amount of slow that I'm sure that as I'm watching it and loving every minute of it, that you were loving it. And then I started thinking about some of what was going on. I'm saying, hmm, I'm trying to be super over hypercritical. Am I going to be able to guess if he actually gives us the Mondo? I was, and as I say, it, it just really, it stayed with me and I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it because I was like, that was a good movie. And the more I thought about it, I was like, nah, that's so much better than a good movie. And maybe there was a little bit of me trying to pick it apart a little because it won the Golden Globe. And I was and I was a little upset that, you know, one of my favorites didn't that was nominated in the same category. But what was, I can't, what was the one? The old La Llorona was in there as well, which I oh, know it see, had. I know it had no chance, but, you know, I'm so, so really I like this better it. than La Llorona. I, I like it's a better. different movie, but yeah, it's I, yeah. If someone forced me to pick, yeah, this is a better movie than La Llorona. But All yeah. right, then. We've got consensus, people. Yeah. It's a consensus yeah. type of day. No, real good flick. If you get a chance, check out Minari. Well worth the watch. Well worth the $20. $20. So. What else did we see? We saw the United States versus Billy Holiday, mm. which we also watched on VOD. Mm. And this one follows Holiday during her career as she is targeted by the Federal Department of Narcotics with an undercover sting operation led by black federal agent Jimmy Fletcher, yeah. with whom she had a tumultuous affair. <laughs> did or she? did she? That's the that's the question. So I have to give this a little bit of a of a uh, perhaps a predication or you know 
everything about this movie should have made me absolutely hate every single thing about it. <laughs> but there was a lot of good things that I did like in this. So, I mean, it was a period piece and it was a biopic. So right off the bat, it's starting at a rage and it had to prove its way, fight its way to get out of it. Uh, Natasha Lyonne, who we I know we both love, as always, was great. She had too small of a part. She should have been way more. I don't in know it. why. She, I don't know why she was in it. If you're gonna use her, use her. If you're not, the the, well, what, and, the this and, whole the whole point of her. I'll I'll save it for later. But no, no, no. But you but, know. But to your point, it's so truthful. Like her character wasn't in it enough. Yeah. to really tell her story. It's like the whole point she was in it for that was for that one stupid elevator scene. <laughs> okay. Yes. Or maybe the other scene where they, oh, the only sec other scene that they maybe had her yeah. in, which was when the person was coming back to ask her about, did you know this about her? Right? Yeah. Like it was kind of like, it, it, this maybe hit stuff in the editing floor we don't know about, but oh, yeah, if you're going to have Natasha Leone in any movie, you better, you should probably use her better. Yeah. Um, but you know, the other, other character actors in this, uh, uh, Devine, Joy, uh, Randolph was great. Uh, in fact, I liked most of the cast. I thought they were all super strong. Uh, Andra Day, also great. Uh, she does an amazing job emulating the emotions and feelings of what this poor woman went through. Uh, she had uh, a real Macy Gray feel to her voice through the movie, which I love because I motherfucking love Macy Gray. Like I could listen to Macy Gray all day long. And so I was really kind of digging her voice. This film does move from one powerful scene to another, pointing vignettes as moments of time. But do they fit of what this is? I'm not sure. I I love the way they're shooting the montages uh, when she's in prison. And montages is almost the exact thing why I hate period pieces, because montages are awful. Uh, there's a really powerful scene near the beginning of the movie, which we've kind of already alluded to, where she tries to get in an elevator and she's not allowed. And there is a black man who's controlling the elevator. And when she tries to get on, he says, they are killing us in the South for less. Don't make this hard on me. This is a fairly good summation of this film and what it's about, but it's not everything that we got. It's not easy to watch at times. It, it said it once, and I'll say it again, give me the documentary, not the biopic. And although the writer uh, commented, and I'm gonna give a direct quote here, she commented that Fletcher and, and, and Holiday, um, I could see this love affair that Holiday has with Jimmy Fletcher because it tells the story of the love affair that black Americans have with America. It's about black American women living in America who's been in love with her country her whole life. Black Americans love this country often at our peril. But I disagree. Just tell the story. Yeah. It's interesting enough. Great cause. This movie is so important. Great acting. Story was not focused enough. And it's another period biopic that should just have been a motherfucking documentary. And I'm giving it a mad because of the strength of these characters, not the strength of this direction. And I've got things to unpack too, so. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, we basically agree, but we don't really agree. 
Um, I understand embellishing things a little if you were making a biopic, but taking stuff that just did not happen and making it the focus of your film in what is supposed to be a true story is ridiculous. The fact that they made a film that should have been about Billie Holiday into a stupid love story that did not even exist makes me want to puke. Yes, federal agent Jimmy Fletcher existed. And yes, he did set up one bust for the FBI. But this love affair that the film represented did not happen. And if it did not happen, why did you call this United States versus Billie Holiday? If you want to make a fictitious movie about a junkie singer and a federal agent, then call your movie something else. Maybe call it Junkie Singer and Federal Agent. I don't know. Once again, writers get in the way of telling a compelling story. Billie Holiday's life did not need some made-up angle to embellish her story. Her struggles with addiction, her song Strange Fruit, her real-life struggles with the FBI, and her undeniable talent should have been enough to make a compelling movie without making up stuff that ultimately took the focus off of Holiday. This was a major misfire of something that should have been a slam dunk. I will say that Andra Day was very good as Holiday, but unfortunately she is only the only glimmer in this. This should have been a mondo with the subject and the talented cast, but I was so annoyed by the fabrication of this alternate universe that I was fe left feeling nothing but rage. I, <clears throat> I cannot argue with one thing that you say. I feel exactly the same as you as I was watching it. There was, and it's kind of a little bit, but not exactly the same as the same thoughts we had with Lucky. And I don't want to even compare them, but it's like I was a little bit maybe more generous with this movie because I thought, I literally thought that she acted her clothes off, which she did quite a few times, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's true she was she was absolutely she was, brilliant I she's the only I thing that i found redeeming i know this. but but this is this is okay so this is funny and i get where your anger comes from because i hate biopics and i hate period pieces and Just this tell was the not story. A well this was not a well-told story i i i had to, to for me to be able to enjoy the acting that that andrew day portrayed in this movie I had to remove myself from the fact that this was a story about Billie Holiday. And I understand why you're raging, and I am not taking anything away from you, but I have to give credit to Andrew Day's. I did. I know. <laughs> I just, it's giving points. It's getting points for me. And I get why. I'm not going to argue with you. I think you're right. This I, deserves I, a rage. I, I wish she was in a better directed, better written film. Because she, it was, it was, and I guess, you know, I guess I'm the, I'm the idiot because she ended, she won best actress at the, the Golden Globe, so obviously... Well, but that doesn't make you an idiot. This just makes it... You know she she did a stellar she, job She did movie. a stellar this job. This movie yeah. is just not a great movie. Yeah. It's a bad movie with great, great performances. I, I think there was a lot of great performances in this. Not just her. I think there was a lot. Uh, as I say, I, it, was, it was a complete waste of a talented cast to make such a... Such a uh, I, I that's and that's what annoys me that like this was a story worth telling. There's no question this was oh. a story worth. Telling. I kind of want to see. And, well, why did we have to stick a stupid love affair in there? Like, what 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 purpose? I like you you read me the quote. And, yeah, that's a I don't I don't I don't like that explanation by the by the writer. No, neither do I. That's the writer. That's the writer talking. Yeah, I know. And I like I said, I totally agree, disagree. Like you can put whatever you want in a movie and say that you know blah 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 something something, but why if you're making a biopic make a fucking biopic yeah, and then uh, make it good yeah <laughs> there you go make it good why not how you about that 
Not even, not even just biopics. If you're gonna make a movie, make it good. Just make it fucking good. <laughs> just makes sense, okay. really. Okay, well that's enough of that. Although I wish we kind of now placed that one actually before the other one, because uh, I have a feeling we're not going to be super raging about the next one. And we got this as a special gift. We did. Yeah. What is it? It is land, and we got a little advanced. Uh, I think we this is like a day before it went on video demand, I believe. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, the Calgary International Film Festival was kind enough to show it to a few people and we're uh we were happy to watch it so uh land 2021 directed by robin wright robin wright what who was almost undoubted yeah she she directed it she and oh oh, wait a second she stars in it too what is happening (laughs) all right So, Land is a story of a woman that experiences tragedy in her life and decides in order to deal, the answer is to isolate herself from the world. She leaves behind her remaining family and friends with little explanation. She leaves behind all connections to the world, which included one of them walking around phones. Her plan was to cut herself off from everyone. Her plan goes awry when a local man named Miguel saves her life and becomes part of her routine. It is a movie about nature versus woman and loss and healing and friendship and perseverance and the will to survive even though you may not even want to. It is at its core about human connection. It has a lot of breathtaking shots of the mountains. Robin Wright as Edie is good and Demian Bashir as Miguel shines throughout. There is so much good here, but not a lot of great. It is definitely worth checking out. It's a competent debut from Wright as a director. It was good. It wasn't great. I thought it had the potential to be great. It was meh. Wait a minute. Just so I'm clear here. Yes. This movie was basically her walking around (laughs) for an entire movie. There was some walking. Well, just so I'm sure I understand this. She walked an entire movie and he couldn't get you to a mondo. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Part. I'm a little surprised you. Well, yeah. Well, now that you're explaining it that way, it's like, well, what was I? What was I watching? But <laughs> okay. Well, let me talk about what yeah. I thought. Maybe this will resonate, resonate some of it. That's and a... I think I think we ended up in the same spot. Ah. Beautiful Alberta. Mm-hmm. I just can't get more scenic than this film. Beautiful, beautiful Alberta, our home and native land. As I'm watching it, I just kept asking, why would she think without any knowledge about roughing it that she would be able to survive in the mountains? I know they're supposed to be in Wyoming. But in the beautiful mountains of Alberta, uh, to be able to survive in a hut that has no insulation, no firewood, no no anything. Like you could see outside between the cracks in the walls. This is made of plywood. And supposedly she's been there. This was like her father's home that she had been there many times. And yet all she does is go there without a phone, without a car. That... I couldn't get past some of that. It was kind of annoying. But uh, once I figured out that she's obviously 
a mentally handicapped person, I was able to start getting past that. And I thought, you know, with her limited mental capacities, trying to survive in the mountains by herself, I kind of felt sorry for her. This is the story of rebirth and self-realization. This is not the first film of this type. Sort of like, think of uh, Into the Wild, except with a different ending and a different person. The scenery in this is so great all through the entire film. Ultimately, the film is a slow, scenic, personal journey and a how-to manual on the what not and how to survive in the mountains by yourself. It should almost been on the National Geographic. I like the fact that this was not a love story because if that would have happened, this would have turned really quickly. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Uh, but it was it was a story of mutual respect and acceptance. I like the acting, the scenery, the stillness of the film, the ending, and the film itself. I just didn't love it. It's a man. <laughs> it's a man. <laughs> but I wanted to love it. it. Shot, the fact that it was shot in beautiful Alberta. Now that is a mondo. Yes. If we could rate it just for the scenery alone, mm -hmm. I would say the scenery is a mondo. Nice. And it's a pretty good attempt for Robin Wright's first outing. Yeah. I actually, you know what? I didn't hate it. I, I was enjoying the scenery. I was enjoying the uh, the telling of her story. I had a few things that kind of pissed me off and bothered me. I'm like, okay, you're mentally handicapped. I get that. Um, it's probably unfortunate for you. And maybe the movie would have been different if you just would have died. But yes, it, it's beautiful Alberta. There you go. Beautiful Alberta. All right. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Okay. I know we kind of started with this movie, and I kind of should have put this before going into our rages but what the fuck do we really need to make more 20 year old sequels and why do i even need to watch coming to america without being dared so this week i'm gonna rage about gluttonous greedy people making movies and about bryce for making me watch this movie these are my two rages this week. I'm giving you a double dose of open rage. Number one, coming to America <clears throat> is truly deplorable and awful. And I really feel that Eddie Murphy and his cronies who made this film was really just getting a cash grab and put no thought into anything about how this film was written or what it's about. Most of the people that I know who, uh, or even in the black community, don't think it's, they don't, they're not putting positive things about this film. And they're saying, you know, things such as, okay, um, there's more than one country in Africa, people. And if you're gonna make a movie about Africa, how about you go to Africa to make it instead of in front of a bunch of green screens? So yeah, with it's a, a With a made movie. up country. With a made up country. Like, I guess well, if you're gonna pretend you're a, 
a king or a prince Zamunda. of a made-up country. Yeah. Oh, God, don't even get me remembering this. I want to never, ever remember this movie after today. If if I ever hear the word Eddie Murphy and coming to anything, I'm going to be going from everywhere. I just think this movie was awful. I think it was a money grab. And then I want to thank Bryce for giving me one of the best rages so far this year because this was extremely painful. This is Chris Klein painful. This is Chris Nine Klein. Lives almost painful. It was disgusting and deplorable. It and was that bad. is my rage this yeah. week. I, I, I did it to myself too, though. I just don't know why I would do but that, that to you myself. Know what? <laughs> that kind of ends on a positive note for me. There you go. <laughs> Get payback, baby. Yes. All right, so I've already talked about it, but we're going to just talk about it a little more because I'm still just so annoyed by the United States versus Billy Holiday. The United States versus Billy Holiday managed to do two things that I dislike the most in movies. They shoehorned an unnecessary love story for what reason is beyond me. And in doing so, they also managed to do the other thing that I find deplorable, and that is fabricating situations and circumstances that did not happen in a film that is supposed to be based on a true story. Congrats to the writers and directors of this film, as you have caused me to double rage. But you know what? I'm kind of happy. Because, you know, if we don't get enough double rage slash double penetration of rage... It's just, it's not film rage. We should be changing our name to Film Mondo. We got to have enough rage in our in our podcast well, we to got, live up to our own name. We got we got more than enough this week. <laughs> There's enough rage in this episode to last us a month. So if we now just watch good movies, which isn't going to happen, by the way. But if we only did watch it, good movies. It would be great if we did, but. Eh. <laughs> it's not nearly as fun. <clears throat> I suppose Actually, not. I actually can't wait to see what happens later. Stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. All right. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Whoa. So, what you got going on, baby? What do I got going on? Got some juice? I got a couple of juices for the repository. Uh, I got some I got some stuff this week. I love it. You know what? You got two? I got two? Let's alternate. You go first. All right. Okay. Well, this one I'm pretty sure is gonna be a slam dunk. Okay. Because it's literally the one of the most rageful, most repulsive actors on the planet today. Mm. And that is Vin Diesel. <laughs> I'm like, every time he's on screen, I cannot stand. Do wait, did you wait, did we pick the same person? No, I can't believe I, that wasn't the first one on my list, though. I know, I know how much you hate him, and I hate him just as much. I hate every single thing about him. I can't stand his, his voice, I can't stand his acting, I can't stand his almost muscles. Like, it's like, it's come on, dude. Like, did you, it's true. He's, he's like, he's got somewhat muscles, but yeah. you never see him take his full shirt off. No. So, what's going on under there? Is like a little bit of flap. He's got a beer belly or what? Like, what's, yeah, what's he's, going he's on? He's, just, he's just a big guy. He hits the gym about five minutes a week. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's, he's just a little, 
you know, chunky a little bit. But yeah, yeah I mean, just like, dude, like, what is your purpose in these movies? Like, it's just, and actually, I almost want to think, although he's he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a Mondo, so he can't, the original, the second one was maybe a man, but um, it, it's, and he, he, does he count for that? Because he's just a voice. Yeah, it's just a voice. That doesn't count. So he doesn't, it doesn't count for him. No. So you know what? You know, maybe we should take this a little further. Well, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, could he be doubted? Yes, this is a great question. Pull it up. Let's see what you got. It's, All right. There's got to be a bunch Here of them fast, furious movies. Yeah, he doesn't, which he doesn't seem to. Yeah, he doesn't seem to get that many movies these days. So, okay, so here we go. We got. Oh, okay, we can't count him when he's playing Groot nope. because it's just his voice. Yep. Okay, so Bloodshot, which was a rage. Rage. Yep. Okay, so you're gonna keep track of this. You got yep. something to write with? I got something to write with. Okay, then we've got. Uh, the Fate and the Furious. <laughs> then we've got uh, the return of Xander Cage in Triple X. Oh God, that was, was rage. awful. Yeah, I don't. How yeah. did I see that? Oh my goodness gracious, dude! You you I have some this fascination movies. with terrible wa- watching terrible movies. Yes. Uh, okay, then he was in a movie called Billy Lynn's Long. Halftime Walk, which sounds terrible. It was actually. I haven't seen it. It wasn't terrible, but it was mad. Okay, so do we have a double mad? Let's find okay, out. Then we then we have the Last Witch Hunter, which was a rage. Oh, that's a rage. Then we have the Fast and the Furious Supercharged. That was a rage. Uh, then we have Furious Seven, which was a rage. Yep. Then we have Riddick, which to me was a mad. That was a mad. Okay, but then, very close to that is Fast and the Furious Six, that's which a is a rage. rage. So that's, and then we've that's got eight, but Fast keep on going. Five, which is rage. a rage. Then we've got Lost Bandoleros, which was a rage. I don't think I saw Lost Bandoleros. Never heard of it. Trust me, it's a rage. <laughs> trust then we you. had Fast. Then we have Fast and the rage. Furious, which was a rage. This okay. What were you talking about? Who did, who who made our doubted list before? That you were like, he's got the most rages. I think Vin Diesel might be that guy. Mm, I got two Mez in his last eight, so I'm going to say no. But there's well, a lot of rage. There's a lot of rage, but it's not like, uh, it's. we had like 17 or something. I can't remember. Who the heck was it? It was like, Babylon? I mean, it was just, okay, well, it was just rage, keep, rage, let's, rage, let's keep rage, this, rage, rage. Let's keep rage, this party rage. going. Okay. okay, so Babylon AD was a rage. Rage. Uh... Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift was a rage. He was in Even it? Even though he was really, he says uncredited, but his face was probably on it. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I don't know that that was a rage. I never saw that one. I saw all of them, I think, except for that one. Okay. I have no idea then why they I saw the rest. Find Me Guilty, which was a meh. It was a the meh. The Pacifier was a rage. Uh, that was a rage. Chronicles of Riddick, which was, which was a meh. Uh, a Man Apart. I think that was probably oh, that was awful. a meh. That was a was rage. it? I don't remember it. I hated it. Uh, and then Triple X, which was a rage. rage. Knock Around Guys, which I didn't know. Uh, it was all right. It, was, it wasn't yeah. Mondo, but that was meh. Yeah. yeah uh, Fast got, and the Furious was a he's rage. He's got too many mehs, man. He's not like uh, a, he's not a Pitch Hall Black of Fame rager. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Pitch Black he's was meh. Mon- he's got a Mondo from me, but we got to go back really far. Mm-hmm. 
saving Ryan's privates. Well, there you so go. He was a Mondo. Anyways, he's got like one, two, three, four, five. So he's got like six mehs, man. But in his last eight, I've got rage, 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 meh, rage, rage, meh, rage. And you've got rage, yep. rage, didn't see, rage, rage, meh, rage. So I would say that, that he's doubted. makes him doubted. And he's also repulsive. So, <laughs> so repulsive. Because <laughs> we just he's so repulsive. <laughs> okay, it's your turn. Okay, my turn. I, as I, I mentioned earlier, I am nominating Will Patton for mem Mesmerized. Okay. Well done here. Let's just see what we got here. If nothing else, he's mesmerizing. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen... Uh, Shookum Hills. Now, that, and that was my problem with Will Patton. There's too much I haven't seen because he's been in a lot of stuff. Well, I guess we'll have to make the list, right? Because I haven't seen that. It's brand new. It's 2021. Yeah. Um, and then Sweet Thing? I haven't seen that either. Yep. All I know uh, is when, when I do see him, he's mesmerizing. I, I agree. Uh, so we're going to have to put him, I think we're going to have to file him in the we gotta see a bunch of his films um okay so minari we both think was mondo hammer i also haven't seen hammer no that was that was why i couldn't i couldn't nominate him for because i just haven't seen enough of his films uh radio flash i haven't I'm seen, seen that it either yeah okay but it doesn't look very promising because it's like a 4.8 on imdb mm. blood on her name i think we just gotta okay so he's got a rage already because he was in uh, well, no, it was a man. I was thinking it was the um, zombie one, but it's not. It's 2018's Halloween, which was a man for me. Yep. Yeah. He was that, and once again, he was really good. Oh, wait. It. He was also in American Honey, which is a rage. Which so was it's, Mondo. It's a rage. Mondo. It's the biggest rage of 2016 for me. It was so M terrible. M-O-N-D-O-M-O-N-D-O. So, Nope. American Honey was Mondo. It's it's one of the only movies that I literally walked out of. Oh, I, I loved it. Yeah, I've never. I don't normally walk out of movies, but that was one I could not take anymore. Mondo. Yeah. Okay. Well, I agree. He's mesmerizing. There we go. Your turn. All right. Well, sorry, I've got to make a note here. Yes. Very important Will to me. Patton is yes for mesmerizing. That is important. Okay, I am oh. going to give you... Mm, you know what? Let's go to... I'm going to do an Undoubted. All right. Ooh, that's now. cool, because I am also going to attempt to get it, someone on the Undoubted list. So let's uh, let's see. I bet you you well, don't come up with my this name. One's, this one's not going to make it, but... <laughs> Why are you nominating Because okay. I, Cause you want to well, talk about them. I want to talk about them, A... And B, yes. I don't know if you've seen this movie, and if you don't like this genre, you're going to hate it. Okay. But I'm going to nominate Logan Lerman. I have no idea who that is. Well, he's in the movie Shirley, which we already know is a Mondo. Yes, we do know that. He was in End of Sentence, which was a Mondo. Mm, don't know what, what's End of Sentence. Uh, uh, let me just pull up this stuff so we can get it all there. Actually, let's just pull him up so we've got him. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's all right. This is captivating yep. listening for our audience. 
Yeah, exactly. End of sentence uh, is, after being widowed, Frank Fogel reluctantly embarks on a journey to honor his wife's last wish of spreading her ashes in a remote lake in her native Ireland. And uh, it stars John Hawks and yeah, yeah, Logan yeah, Lerman. Yeah, I've, I've seen it now that you... I don't know. I have no idea why I have seen that movie, and it is Mondo. Okay, there we go. So and this is this is actually an amazing tie-in. I can't believe when you said the movie, I'm like, well, what is that? It's like, no, I've seen this movie. It is yeah. actually it's the last movie that who I'm nominating is in. What? <laughs> and then okay, Sydney Hall, which is also a Mondo. Mm. Have you seen Sydney Hall? No. It stars your girl Elle Fanning. Does it? Sydney Hall finds uh, accidental success and unexpected love in an early age then disappears without a trace it hmm. is mondo all right uh and then he's also in indignation which is on tubi by the way and tubi. it is also a mondo okay. uh then he was in fury which to me was a mondo meh okay now this is where i may kill it because i haven't actually seen this and if this made you rage then it stops but noah from 2014 noah Yep. Is it is that the one with uh, what's his head? Yep. Good old what's his head. The, the, the Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell yep. Crowe. Jennifer yeah. Connelly. Yeah, was, Anthony Hopkins. It was awful. It's a, it's a rage. Okay. Well, it was total there you crap. Go. So I hated stops. that movie. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. But yes. so he's he's got a good he's got a good take because he's one two three four five on a roll and he's still super young dude. So. There you go. That is so weird. End of sentence. Also stars who I am nominating for Undoubted. How did you, why did you ask who's in that movie then? What's that? No, no, I asked what the movie was. And then as soon as you was like, as soon as you described the movie, I'm like, that's a great movie. I know that movie. Are you happening to nominate John Hawks? In this? I am. <laughs> I am nominating John Hawks for Undoubted. The first okay. one, I think he's safe. End of sentence is the last it's thing he true. was in. How in it's the heck has he not been in anything since 2019? What happened last year? There's he was in a TV movie called Deadwood. Yeah, so. well, there you go. So okay. end of silence, 2019, was Mondo. What? The, what are you talking about? End of silence? Yeah, e of course. End of yep. sentence. Okay, I thought we were, yeah, sorry, sorry. We already got past that one. I know. Okay. So I'm going to do it one more time because you keep on interrupting me and I want this to flow. Okay, and, flow, baby. Okay, end of sentence, 2019. Was Mondo. The Peanut Butter Falcon, also 2019, was also Mondo. Yep. Unlovable from 2018 is Mondo. It was a meh for me, but it doesn't matter because the next one is a super Mondo. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, 2017. Mondo. Yep. Small Town Crime from 2017 is so Mondo. Yeah, can't. that's good. Yep, I agree. Everest from 2015 was meh. Yep, I agree. Meh, it was meh. Two eight from 2015 was freaking Mondo. Yeah, I agree. And the driftless area is the one that could kill it. It was meh for me. Um, you know what? I love Anton Yelchin, and I didn't mind this one too. It was yeah. meh. It wasn't. It wasn't a rage. It probably should have been, but him alone. And I love uh, the acting Zoe was Ishmael, great. It was so. just. It was a. 
It was one of those ones that it, it wasn't fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was definitely mad. It was not a rage, and I think that's a whole lot of Mondo in there. I think he might be undoubted. I think that's what we just figured out. Cool. Yep. I love that because he's so deal. good. John Hawks is such a great actor. Yeah, man. I can't agree with you more. In fact, I just did agree with you the same you amount. Did. All right. I feel like I accomplished something this week. You've accomplished a lot this week. Come on. Don't 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 take yourself down a peg. So we got just to recap. We have Vin Diesel on the repulsive list and on the doubted list. Yes. We have John Hawks as a yes to the undoubted. Yeah. And what else did we accomplish? Do we have somebody on the mesmerized list? Will Patton. Yeah, we did. There we go. Yep. Will it's Patton done. is mesmerized. So yeah, we got I three people on the list. That's the best. That is the best. That couldn't okay. be better. It All right, better. let's let's move on. All right. Last week on Bridge or There, Bryce gleefully pulled from the sweet bag of pleasure, aka the dare bag, from our listeners and pulled the 2013 horror film Escape mm. from Tomorrow. Wouldn't say horror. <laughs> this week, this week, I am going to have to ask Bryce for his rage bag. Oh, oh my. Oh, you're in has trouble. Has he done his job and refilled it? Sure have. If not, I guess I may get to take a dare instead. Let's check in with Bryce and see if he escapes from tomorrow or ha or was horror or just horrifying. I, By the way, I totally dare you to pull from my bag this week. <laughs> I'm going to. It's <laughs> happening. All right. That is something to look forward to. But in the meantime, I'm going to talk about Escape from Tomorrow. Escape from Tomorrow is the story of Jim, a husband and father who takes his family to a familiar theme park. It is gritty and weird and really quite amusing. The psychedelic dreamlike scenes on Disney rides and the guerrilla filmmaking that had to have taken place to get this movie made were a pleasure to experience. I will say that the film drags on a little too long, as even 90 minutes may have been a little too long for the, the concept that was presented. Still, for the first two-thirds, I was really enjoying myself in this weird little world of Jim's mind. I'm glad I got to watch this one, as it was truly a unique experience that I am not likely to forget anytime soon. This was an amusing and original meh. I All liked right. it. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, I didn't mind it either, too. When I saw you pull it, I was like, damn, how come I don't get to pull that fucking yeah. shit? <laughs> I get the worst things from that dare bag, and you pull that. Yeah, I'm like, I've was... seen this movie like four times. It's actually, so, yeah. literally, I've seen this movie four times. Yeah. No, I, I really, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't Mondo, but man, it was it was yeah. a good time. It's a party in your mind. It it's, really was. It's there. It falls apart a little bit at the end, but then it kind of redeems itself yeah. by just, just a just a completely wackiness of the ridiculousness of the very end. So, and know. it's black and white. And so it's there black you go. and white. So there you go. But yeah, no, I've, you know, thanks once again to our, to our fans for putting in another <laughs> movie that I, I had never seen and I really quite enjoyed it. So thank you very well, much. Well, they remember they did make us watch battlefield earth. So I, uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. No, that so was Murray. They, they sometimes, Oh, was it? Yeah, that was Murray. 
Oh, okay. I'm well, sure Murray that was always Murray. makes yep. us rage. Exactly. <laughs> We're sure to rage in Murray's bag. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what goodies I'm going to pick from your bag, Buttakaroo. All right. Should I just pull one at random? Pull it at random. Pull right. it hard. Okay. I, <laughs> I got one. Milk that bag. Milk that bag. <laughs> Uh, you're not even going to probably know what it is, or maybe you will. It is a movie by the name. It's from 2004. It's a movie 2004. by. Yeah, it's a movie by the name of Chasing Liberty. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I'm sure you do. It's one of my favorites. I'm sure it and is. I, yeah, it's fun. I like that movie. Yeah, it's, it's a lot cute, of fun. Funny. Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Chasing Liberty. It's got Mandy Moore, Matthew Good, yeah. Mark Harmon. I love Mark Harmon. I know. Mark it's going to be so good. It's a comedy romance. My Two of my favorite things together. Oh, you lucky dog, you. And it's directed by Andy Cadiff, uh, well, who's right. done some amazing work over his time as a TV director yes. in such shows uh, uh. as Spin City. Or go. Quantum Leap. Nice. So yeah, he knows how to direct movies. Yes, he does. Just like he does TV shows. How many uh, How many movies did he do after Chasing Liberty? Uh, let me just check and see. Did he get fired after that? He's done a lot of stuff on TV. Is yeah. What he's done so after they that. didn't they really. Didn't, they didn't trust him with a budget. Yeah. There might be a reason for that. <laughs> 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 well, I guess we'll find out next week if. If I'm in love with this comedy, I'm gonna or, I'm gonna say one thing to you. Chasing yes. Liberty is probably the best movie that was in my bag. So you got off light this time. <laughs> okay, well, let's stay tuned for next week to see what I think of Chasing Liberty. I can't wait. Andy Moore I classic. Can. I can. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended film rage crew of Leonard Common for his artistic vision of photography via Leonard Common Photography. And our buddy Bex Goose for her animation skills at Potato Lady Podcast Reviews.com. Find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Inst- and to Twitter at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com. See what we look like on YouTube channel by searching Film Rage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for our listeners. So please comment often everywhere you feel, including filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Send us emails, dare us to see movies. Go on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts and rate us. Dare us to see terrible, terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on. <laughs>